0: Welcome to the Think Generation Wealth Podcast. This is episode number 102. I am your host, Amir este Thank you very much for tuning in to the podcast today. And today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about how the wealth preserves and grow their wealth. How the ultra-wealthy preserves and grows their wealth. And today's podcast is actually uh I'm gonna share a recording from a gentleman I like to follow his name is Doug Andrews. If you want to check check him out, he is a certified, he's a CPA, I think he is, and uh, I generally like to follow his content because he's gonna talk about this method. Probably people have heard about it's called infinite banking. And the way he's going to talk about this or he's going to talk about Uh, This is infinite banking, which is basically another word saying life insurance, another word saying uh, basically whole life insurance. You can use this terminology and it works for what they call the index universal life. So he's going to dive in a little bit deeper than I am. And then once we're done here, we're going to, I'm just going to just summarize what he talked about in a nutshell. Okay. So, first of all, if you enjoy this content, like, subscribe, share the content. That's the only way that this message is going to get out. This message is all about financial literacy and our goal is to eradicate financial illiteracy. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Amirson Financial. Amirson Financial is a financial service company that is, specializes in financial consultant as we help people Try to get, get. We help people rebuild their credit so they can buy their homes or even start their own business. Okay, all right. Again, this podcast today. Again, I'm going to share a YouTube video of a uh, joined by again of Doug Andrews. Okay, and today's podcast again is titled "How the Wealth Are Preserving and Growing Their Wealth." Okay, all right. Tune into the podcast and.
1: We'll talk about it in a minute. Savvy millionaires use the three marvels of wealth building inside a tax-free umbrella. In this episode, I'm going to address the question: how do millionaires build wealth using life insurance? Get ready, you're gonna gain insights into opportunities that you never knew existed before. So I'm Doug Andrew, and I've actually helped people optimize their financial assets and minimize unnecessary taxes and prepare for a comfortable retirement for more than four and a half decades. And they're shocked when they come and I teach them about my favorite financial instrument to allow them to have tax free retirement income and how you can double your money uh, conservatively every 7 to 10 years totally income tax-free. Now the secret to wealth accumulation isn't to make pie-in-the-sky rates of return. It's consistently setting aside money and having it earn compound interest and do it in a tax-free environment and also using what we call safe positive leverage. So I'm going to share with you the three marvels of wealth accumulation. Do you know that uh, life insurance uh, has helped many, many multimillionaires that you may know or have heard about? Uh, Walt Disney. Uh, he actually saved Disneyland. He came up with the idea and he was able to save Disneyland uh, at the beginning because he had money inside of a tax-free life insurance contract where he was accumulating money. Who else? J.C. JCPenney used life insurance to build and pre- protect and preserve his wealth. Also Ray Kroc. Who's that? He is the founder of McDonald's, okay? Uh, he also has used life insurance to accumulate money and he was able to use that like his own banker like many business owners do. Uh, David Walker, who's that? He was the comptroller general of the uh, uh, United States uh, during the uh, Bush administration and also during the beginning of the Obama administration when he finally resigned because in 2008, we came so close to a total financial collapse in this country he wanted to tell the american public the truth and they wouldn't let him so uh, he resigned and he went around america uh, speaking and teaching about how economics works on taxes and the negative impact of taxes and what have you and he revealed when he would speak to audiences that his favorite vehicle was max funded life insurance so get ready to understand why that is so powerful and why it's used by many many multimillionaires and billionaires to build and protect and continue to perpetuate wealth. So, let's talk about some of the key elements of prudent investing. And this is a lot about what billionaires do and multimillionaires to build wealth. And they do it using life insurance because life insurance has all of these features that many investments or typical places where most Americans put their money do not pass what I call the laser test. So, laser is an acronym that I've used for years that stands for liquid assets safely earning returns. The first most important key element of a prudent investment is liquidity. When you set aside money, uh, it's imperative that you can access your money when you need it. Maybe with an electronic funds transfer or a phone call. Too many investments are not liquid. Uh, If you access the money, it triggers a penalty from Uncle Sam, uh, the IRS. Uh, You have to trigger and and pay tax on accessing money out of a tax-deferred IRA or 401 k. Sometimes, money tied up in real estate is not liquid. You want to be able to access money without having to sell the asset or borrow the money or what have you, okay? Number 2 is safety. And I'm not just talking about safety of the institution but safety of principle. That whenever you set aside money, if it's serious cash, you do not want to jeopardize. You want to make sure that you have it in a position where you will not lose. Uh, due to uh, forces, economic uh, uh, forces out of your control, a terrorist attack, uh, a recession, a pandemic, you want to make sure you have safety of your principal. But second, any year you make money, that becomes newly protected principal. People go, ''Whoa, how do you do that?'' The third key element, we've got liquidity safety. The third key element is rate of return. You want to earn a rate of return that typically has beaten inflation. You can't be rowing upstream at the rate of one, two, three percent interest, or three miles an hour when the current of inflation is coming down at five or six. You're going backwards. So you want to have a predictable rate of return, but they don't have to be pie-in-the-sky rates of return if they are tax-free. That's the fourth key element of a prudent investment is the tax treatment. Tax-deferred is okay but tax-free is far, far better. So, when we talk about how millionaires build wealth using life insurance, you're going to learn here that life insurance passes the liquidity safety rate of return test with flying colors and it's tax-free to boot. And next, I'm going to share with you the 3 marvels of wealth accumulation and how this relates to life insurance being by far the best option for accumulating money under a tax-free umbrella. So, let me share with you uh, what I call the 3 marvels of wealth accumulation. And again, the wealthy have been using this strategy for over 100 years. I mentioned uh, Walt Disney, uh, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, uh, JCPenney. And also, David Walker who was the US former comptroller general for the United States of America and one of his favorite vehicles is tax-free max-funded insurance what I call the laser fund. So, what is it that these people know that maybe you don't know? Well, I created this cartoon being inspired by a friend of mine Jack Tilton years ago. And here is depicted a a beaver looking at a, a stick. And he looks at that and says, ''Ah, that's breakfast.'' Whereas the the caveman looks at the same object and says, ''Oh, uh, that's firewood for warmth.'' Archimedes looks at the same thing and says, ''Ah, a lever to move the world.'' See, they all perceive the same thing differently. And I've discovered that millionaires and billionaires are looking at the same things you're looking at but they perceive it differently. It's sort of like when I teach people about these marvels of wealth accumulation and I say, you know what? Uh, here's taxes and interest. Most people view those as negatives. Most wealthy people view paying tax and interest as a, a negative. You can turn that into a positive by theoretically moving the fulcrum here and I'm shocked how many times accountants, attorneys, and financial advisors are going, uh, what's a fulcrum? They don't even understand uh, leverage, how to leverage. So, I used to be a pilot. I owned a couple of private airplanes and one of the things that a lot of pilots forget when they're flying is uh, the 3 forces that have to overcome gravity or the weight of an aircraft. They especially forget the the third one. So, uh, when an airplane is trying to get off the tarmac and fly, uh, there is weight that is holding it to the ground because of gravity. And I equate that to taxes and inflation. A lot of people think, golly, those things are holding me back from accumulating wealth. Yeah, but uh, there's 3 forces that help you overcome that. Uh, Number 1 is lift. Now, I equate lift to compound interest. So, that's the first marvel of wealth accumulation. Compound interest. A lot of people think they understand it and they don't. Uh, but that's uh, the number 1 marvel is compounding. Albert Einstein said, this is the 8th wonder of the world. But it was Rothschild who said, no, uh, uh, tax-free compounding is the 8th wonder of the world. So when you have thrust, uh, you can have a propeller engine which would be like a tax-deferred IRA or 401 financially speaking. But I like a jet engine. And that would be totally tax-free. So, thrust would be a tax-favored type of savings or compounding. But what's the third marvel? It's what I call safe positive leverage. What's that? The ability to own and control assets with very little or none of your money tied up or at risk in that asset. Did you hear that? Now, I'm going to do it a different way. It's drag and most people say, what drag? Yeah, most people view uh, paying interest on a mortgage as a drag. But I can assure you someone like Donald Trump if he was going to be buying a skyscraper, uh, he doesn't just pull out a checkbook and pay cash. No, he asked his advisor, "Uh, what's the least amount that we have to tie up of our money to gain ownership of this skyscraper and they mortgage or finance as much as they possibly can and every 3 or 4 years they refinance it again and again and they keep the equity separated. They keep it leveraged. And so, the the drag of paying interest and so forth is actually their benefit because they're borrowing money at a lower rate than they're earning. Many of them are earning like I do 8% compound interest tax-free. The mortgage even if they borrow at 6% is a net cost of 4% after the tax deduction. How much more is 8 than 4? It's 100% more. They're making 100% rate of return regardless of whether the piece of real estate appreciates in value. This is how you can soar financially. So, where do savvy millionaires and even billionaires uh, keep their serious cash and continue to build wealth? Uh, Many of them use max-funded life insurance contracts. Now, what is that? This is where you put the most money into a life insurance policy that the IRS allows You take the minimum death benefit they will let you get away with and you fund it as fast as the IRS allows and it turns into a tax-free cash cow. In other words, there are many people who have funded a life insurance policy with a million dollars, 5 million dollars, 10 million dollars. And they were able to put the money in over a 5-year period under the TAMRA tax citation. I have uh, educational videos that talk about these tax citations. Let me tell you what it does. When they reposition, let's say, a million bucks, they know that once that million goes into a max-funded insurance policy, the cost of the insurance in the insurance policy goes down as they get older. Have you ever seen a life insurance policy that gets cheaper as you get older? You haven't seen one uh, designed like I'm talking about here. So, you're putting the money in and it qualifies as part of the death benefit. Why are we using life insurance? Because it's the only vehicle in the Internal Revenue Code that allows you to accumulate your money tax free, access that money tax free, and when you die, it blossoms and transfers tax free. So, they put in a million. Based upon the average rates of return that I've achieved for the last four and a half decades, their money usually doubles about every seven to 10 years. Do the math. A million doubles to 2 million. And then uh, 2 million doubles to 4 million. 4 million doubles to 8 million. Uh, we have many people who have now 8 million dollars and uh, it's totally tax-free. And that 8 million can generate payouts of 8 to 10 percent using the 3 marvels of wealth accumulation. Leverage. They borrow money for their uh, business ventures and so forth out of their insurance policy. And they pay 5% interest to the insurance company so that their money can stay there and still earn 10. Did you hear that? In other words, uh, if they have uh, millions of dollars in their insurance policy, they can borrow using that as collateral and let the money still grow in the insurance policy. I've had many, many uh, multi-millionaire clients who every million dollars they borrow at 5%. Some years they have earned 10, some years 16, some years like 2017, 25%. While they're using their money for other things, they are earning net rates of return of 10 and 15 and 20% on their money while they're using it for something else. Because life insurance allows them to do that. To be able to borrow using their life insurance as collateral at 5% and they keep earning 10, sometimes 15, sometimes 25% or more on the money in the insurance policy. That's the third marvel or miracle of wealth accumulation is safe positive leverage. So, let's connect the dots here. How do millionaires and billionaires build wealth using life insurance? They understand how money really works. Uh, They are their own banker, so to speak. So as they accumulate money inside of a tax-free umbrella, max-funded life insurance contracts, they know that by putting in the most money that the IRS allows, it turns into this cash cow and it's tax-free. So, every million that they have inside of an insurance policy, if it's earning rates of return that it can earn by using indexed universal life, they like I've been able to achieve 6 to 10% average rates of return even though some years, I have earned 25%. Even 55% using multipliers. But let's just be conservative here. 10% tax-free returns would be like earning 15% taxable rates of return. So they have money in their insurance contracts and they're earning those great tax-free rates of return. But if they ever need to access money, do they withdraw it and give up earning 10% tax-free? No. If they see a piece of real estate they want to buy or tie up with an earnest money, they simply call me and they say, hey, Doug, give me one of those forms. I want to borrow a million dollars out of my life insurance policy. Not withdraw it. Because if they borrow it, they are using the money. The insurance company will lend them the equivalent of the money in the policy. But they use it as collateral. So, the insurance company keeps crediting them 10% or some years 25% while they're using that million because they borrow it out. What does the insurance company charge them? Maybe 5%. In 2017, I had uh, clients borrow a million bucks, let's say. Uh, Some borrowed way more than that but a million dollars at 5%. That's 50,000. But that was covered because their insurance policy earned 250,000. So, they earned 250 minus 50,000 of interest. They netted 20% or 200,000 of tax-free growth on their money while they were using that money for their business in real estate. Is this making sense? This is how to become your own banker. So, how...
0: All right, man. Hopefully, you guys got some value out of that episode. And I'm going to summarize some of the stuff that he talked about. So, first of all, this is, a, this is nothing new. This method that he talked about as far as this concept of how the wealth preserve their wealth. How the ultra-wealthy preserve their wealth. Now, he talked about, if he noticed, he talked about Walt Disney. He didn't mention it. Ray Kroc, the guy who ended up owning McDonald's. JCPenney, they leveraged their life insurance to start their business, right? And then he, he had this acronym he talked about, which was LASER, which stands for liquid, assets, safely earning returns. Now, when he talked about liquid, now he said, for example, an IRA 401k is not liquid because you can't just go in there and borrow money without being taxed, without being hit with a penalty because you're pulling the money out before you're of age, right? So he talked about that assets and he talked about real estate not being, that was another one, he talked about real estate not being uh, not being liquid and assets. So you gotta have assets that are liquid, safe. So he talked about safety. So now in this, this part here, just to kind of dive in a little bit more, the reason he said safe, so safe is, let's say, for example, you fund your life insurance policy. Now, I mentioned this before in previous podcasts. A uh, life insurance policy is not investment. an investment. Investment would be something like the stock market, uh, something like real estate, something that you, you can make some money and get some returns, right? So you put some money in and you get some returns. Well, the concept is the same thing when it comes to life insurance, right? The only difference is, is that life insurance is there's no, uh, there's no, you're not putting money in to, to look at returns. You're actually putting the money to, to the shelter. It's like a tax savings. is a shelter. So he talked about earning. So rate of return. So you, you do good. You do get a rate of return, uh, from your life insurance, but. It's in the sense of like you get credited back to your policy, right? Now uh, you could put some money in and the money can either grow or the money can either, uh, because of this, the way this works, because you have a floor and the ceiling, when you put your money in, you have a floor. Now the only thing about this now, he did mention some of his clients are getting 20 or something percent. Now it depends on what company you go with. Now, is that always true? No, because. The reason is, is like, for example, when you put money in a 401k, you put money in stocks. Like right now, we are, the economy is, they're saying, probably going into a recession. That money actually can be valued, meaning that you can actually end up losing money. Whereas when you put your money preserve your wealth in a tax shelter, life insurance, what happens is that you have the floor in the ceiling. So your floor can mean, now, let's say the economy does 30%. The average thirty percent return on, on investments, right? But on this case, there's a floor, so that floor could mean you, you may only get fifteen and miss out on that ten percent or maybe fifteen percent. But however, there's a downward. So let's say it's a negative thirty percent. in The stock market or whatever is down. Then you look at that. Your money. You actually don't lose money you have that floor which could be zero. So you're preserving your wealth, you're not losing. This is a tax shelter. So he talked about the ladies, Now the three marvels he mentioned, compound interest. If any of you guys ever heard of rule 72, when he mentioned Albert Einstein early, rule of 72, what he was referring to, Albert Einstein mentioned, every single year your money should be compounded. So if you put a hundred bucks in, let's say a hundred bucks, then they should go 200. Then then the following year should be four hundred. Following year should be eight hundred. Followers, so that means every single year your money should be doubling. So that's what he's talking about. He talked about thrust. Thrust is a tax favorite. So you want to be able to put your that. Those were three marbles he talked about. Number one was lift, which he's talking about compound interest. Number two is thrust, which is a tax favorite account. It's about a 401 K, not an IRA. You want to put this in a maybe an index universal life insurance policy or a whole life, let's just say, for example. Now, there is a difference between the two. I'm not going to get too much into this. By the way, I forgot to mention, I am not a financial advisor, so I advise you to please follow up with a licensed professional who can help you you even understand this more. Number three, talk about safe, positive leverage. Again, so you want to be able to put your money in and borrow. You want to be the own bank. You want to be your own bank. So what that means is that you see how you put money into a, uh, a savings account and you're getting, what, 0.2%, something like that. So if you need to go to money, you need money, You go to the bank, or you take that money out or you say, Hey, you know what? i like to start a business. You go borrow money from the bank and they charge you like 20, 10, 15, 20%, sometimes interest, right? To borrow that money versus you. If you take that money now, the key things, folks, I don't know if you guys caught this the key thing is max funded this insurance policy has to be max and funded this tax to afford to work because if you just go in there and just put whatever the bare minimum is you're not going to really see it because cost of insurance there is fees associated with this i don't know if you mentioned i don't think he mentioned that but there is a fees associated with this policy so cost of insurance is very expensive so if you go in there and you only put whatever in there's only so much of that money that's going into the cash value, so you have your death benefit and you have your cash value. The whole idea of this is you want to be able your you want your cash value to be able to be more than your death benefit. That's the whole point of this. This is because you can have six hundred thousand of cash value or a million dollars, what he mentioned, of cash value, and probably your death benefit is like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. Because that's not what this is designed for. If you want a larger death benefit, then you want to go get term insurance. What this is is just a way that you can put money into this, shelter your tax, shelter your your wealth, and then in case there's a downward spiral like we're in right now, you're not losing any money in the market. But you're actually leveraging this. You're actually leveraging. You're becoming the own bank. You're becoming your own bank. So that's basically where you want to get at. okay? So again, you have your cash value, your death benefit, and a max funded policy, you want your cash value to be more than your death benefit. So if you want more than a benefit, then this would not work for you because if you're not gonna max fund it, then this will be an ideal situation, okay? So you wanna be able to use this, leverage this, to grow your wealth. So, like he said, you want to go in there, buy a house, start a business, take care of kids, send them the to school. And once you do borrow that money, you are still getting interest on it. So it's not like the bank where you go and borrow money, and then there's nothing in it for you besides more debt, right? You are your own bank in this instance. So again, max funded. And he he mentioned the ultra ultra-wealthy understands. How money works, and then that's what us, some of us don't understand, even us in general don't understand. We don't stand up, we don't understand how money works. So that's why a lot of these things elude us because we don't think outside of box We're not seeing what the ultra wealthy are doing. This is how we are preserving their tax. Okay, all right. So thank you very much. I hope this episode was of value to you. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast episode. And now, I appreciate you taking the time. And like always, much love, appreciation, Nama Pita. Let's see you man.